Mike, let him have it. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed Welcome to this episode of the Bocce Bros Podcast. I am your host, Chris Lovell, and today I am joined by my fellow Bocce Bros, Anthony Cugini and Dante Lovell. Our special guest today is the one and only Dennis Stranod. Dennis is a very well-known and highly decorated player in the sport of bocce. He's part of one of the top teams, some say the top bocce team, ABV, We became close with Dennis when we entered the bocce world a few years ago, and we actually had the pleasure of teaming up with him in last week's bocce tournament at Cricket's Bar and Grill, which is located in Youngstown, Ohio. A big shout-out to Frank Popio, Don Holovatic, and Jim Fisher. They threw a great tournament at Cricket's, and we can't wait to go back, especially because we actually won the tournament, which was very special to us because the first tournament we, as in the Bocce Bros, obviously Dennis has won several, uh, but it's the first tournament the Bocce Bros won a tournament in Northeast Ohio. And hopefully it's not the last. I guess we'll see. On this episode, guys, Dennis shares a fun story about how he and ABV formed a team and won their first tournament in Chicago at a very young age. He discusses his home courts over at the Alta House, the JAC tournament, some of his favorite memories. We actually got him to rank the ABV squad. We have a rapid-fire segment in there as well as some of his favorite bocce moments. Guys, we really appreciate you tuning in. As always, follow us on all social media accounts at The Bocce Bros on YouTube, The Bocce Bros. And hit up thebocchibros.com for all of your tournament and apparel needs. Without further ado, here we go with episode 20 of the Bocce Bros podcast with Dennis Stranod. Just telling these guys a story about JAC, right? Go ahead. The John Anthony Chipola tournament held in Little Italy, Cleveland. And we made it to Sunday, and it's probably you know a lot. It's a grind out on Sunday morning into the afternoon and early evening. And I walked by a group of gentlemen, probably in their 40s and 50s, that just got knocked out of the tournament. And, you know, they're blaming each other for this and that. But the one thing that stuck out to me when I walked by was they said, what do you expect from you? You drank eight of them White Claws. And the guy who drank eight of them White Claws goes, the fucking soda waters. What do you want me to do? The soda waters. (laughs) The fucking soda waters. So I thought that was one of the highlights of my first JAC experience. But welcome to the Bocce Bros podcast. We have a lovely show for you this evening. We are live. I shouldn't say live, but we are recording currently. In the Lovell household. Yeah, we're in the uh, we're in the basement, the kitchen of the basement. What do you think, Dennis? Oh, wait, hold on. Did, did I just ruin the special guest? I think you did. So we, we told you on the last podcast episode that we had a special guest for the next podcast, and this is the next podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Chris, tell them who we have. The one and only. Probably one of the better bocce players in Ohio in the country, I would say. Respectfully. One of the part of the one of the best teams to ever come out all of right, Ohio. All right, all right, that's enough of that. Let's not get their heads too big, all right? Yeah, well, I mean, by that I mean like Croach and all those guys kind of carry this guy. Right? <laughs> I think they would, I agree, would tend with to agree with that. No, I'm just <laughs> messing. No, we have Dennis Janot, one of our buddies. Dennis, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? It's a pleasure, boys. It's a real honor, honestly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So as most of you know, Dante, myself, and Anthony live in Columbus. Carmen is from Youngstown, so a lot of us, uh, not a lot of us, but a lot of our episodes have to be over Skype or, or Microsoft Teams, right? And there's people that we definitely want to be in person with if we can, and Dennis has always been one of those guys just because we're around the same age. We've always had the same vibe around each other, so this was uh, a good opportunity to do that, so... Dennis came in. How was mom's meal? Give me, give me the your your David Portnoy rankings of meals here. 
She's going to listen, so. I'm going to give it a uh, <laughs> a 9.4. It's a good ranking. I haven't had a good meal like that in a while, and I really appreciated the, the conversations, the the passing of the pastas, the passing of the meats. It was nice. That was nice. I appreciate you guys having me on, and it's a real pleasure to be here. We always talked about it being in person, and I'm, I'm glad we got to do this. 100%. 100%. So I think, Chris, should we dive right into... People who are listening to our podcast most likely have know Dennis, right? Because we have, you know, it's a tight knit community here, um, or maybe have heard of Dennis um, in ABV. I wish we had the rest of the ABV on, but we'd we'll love to have them. Yeah. on. do they know like Dennis more or Croach? I don't know. <laughs> right? I think they Anthony. know more. Uh, the gangster Abachi is definitely more well <laughs> known in the Abachi community. Aveni's the gangster, right? Aveni's <laughs> <laughs> the let's sil- just go right into it. Aveni's the silent assassin. Rank ABV. Let's do it. <clears throat> Let's do it. Are we going overall skill or? You rank uh, it's your one rankings. to four. Yeah. Okay, let's start this. Ranking, uh, who's the best pointer, one through four, and then who's the best shooter, one through four. And then who's the best player, one through and four. And then who's, who's better looking? <laughs> <laughs> no, better looking's last. <laughs> Shoot, player, right, shooter, I just said that. Player. I was the last one to go, this fucking guy. Uh, I think I think uh, the pointing is situational. Honestly, we're we're lucky that we have two of the best pointers around. Honestly, Mikey and Aveni are crazy consistent, and especially when you talk about Aveni, he is probably the most consistent player on our team. He shows zero emotion. Doesn't matter if we're up by eight, down by eight. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Dominic is an absolute stone cold killer. Mikey, though, you, kid's a stud. I mean, honestly, he, the way he calls the games and the way he sees the games and everything, it, you, the, kid's a, the kid's a stud. Both yeah. of them are. I'm blessed to play with both of them, honestly. So what's the rankings? <laughs> <laughs> so one through four. Uh, I'll probably have to say Anthony's the best player on our team. Uh, then I'm going to have to go with Dominic just because – He's honestly, I've watched a lot of bocce, and I've been all around a lot of bocce and run tournaments, and just the way he plays a game, I'm going to go with him number two just because of his consistency and his ability to, to lay in when we need him to, even though he kind of argues with us, even though people don't think that he does. Uh, he makes the shots. And then three and four is probably a toss-up between Mike and myself. Uh, Sounds like you're being kind. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. That's respectful. Sounds like he did in reverse order. No, I like (laughs) it. Listen, it's always tough to rank your own team, right? Because you might feel one way or, you know, you have confidence in yourself, but you also respect your friends and the the guys you play with, right? You guys have have had so much success, right? Well, I think our, our, our strongest point is the ability to pick each other up. Yeah. You know, if Anthony's struggling, he, you know, he'll turn to me and he'll say, hey, listen, man, you shoot. Okay, that's fine. And that's, that, that is a very good trait to have. And it's very in, important to know when to turn that trait on because your ego could check yourself and be like, no, people are looking at me. I just got to shoot, shoot, shoot. People's but, egos is definitely the downfall. Mm-hmm. Games. And sometimes, you know, it, it's not so much about how you're playing. It's it's watching how the team you're playing is. And, and we're, we're pretty good at seeing, okay, you know, maybe we're getting in their heads or we don't let people get in our heads. 
So, hey, if we see a team crumbling, we'll, we'll kind of try to expose that. And, mm. you know, when it comes down to it, even if Dominic's leading off and he's struggling and, and we need Mikey to go in front, you know, Mikey steps up. Or if Mikey's struggling, Dominic steps up. And it's just, honestly, it's cliche, but the next man up is a big mantra with us. 100%. So we've admired that on the far end. 100%. But for those listening, what is ABV? I know the story. We know the story. Yeah. But I think it's worth our, for our listeners to listen. What? How did ABV get started? How yo- you're what? You're 28 years young, right? Right now, currently. Yep. yep in 2022. But when did you start, and how did ABV get started? I think that's where we need to start this. So I was uh, I was 14 when I started playing, and I was a youth coordinator at the Alta House, which at the time was a City of Cleveland Recreation Center. And what we would do if we were slow at work or we didn't have anything going on, you know, we'd go out and we'd we'd throw bocce balls, you know, it was me, my godfather, Mike Triv, and a gentleman by the name of Sean Sweeney and Mike Sapulo. like I credit a lot of the success that I've had to them. Those guys, they've, they've been great, you know, they would go out there and we would throw bocce balls for hours and hours mm-hmm. and just practice, and so when I was 14, I started playing. Um, I kind of was a little young to be in tournaments and leagues, uh, but when I got to be of age, you know, I Stepped onto the scene, and Michael Forbada and myself played with a team, and we were separate of Anthony and Dominic, and Dominic, Anthony, and myself grew up together in Little Italy, and so there was always everybody talking, oh, you, why don't you guys play together? You guys are some of the best players around. You know, you're young. You're up and coming. Why don't you guys get together? And it was always, you know, we had our teams. The, the opportunity never arose, and then... I started playing with Fabada, and it was kind of a package deal. So Fabada and myself were together. Anthony and Dominic were together. And a uh, tournament in Chicago in 2013 arose. And so how, how old were you then in 2013 when you got in this tournament in Chicago? And where at in Chicago? I was 20 years old, and it was uh, – I don't remember the actual city it was in. It was in Chicago proper, though. I know okay. it was just, just outside of – downtown okay. Chicago. Got you. And we found this tournament. It was a national tournament. It was $400 a team. And we're like, you know what? Let's just make a weekend out of it. Hey, Anthony, you and Dominic want to go play in this tournament. We've always talked about it. So <clears throat> we signed ourselves up. And what happened was they had qualifiers all over the country. Okay. And we found a qualifier that was actually the same weekend as the legitimate tournament. So... We drove out there, and we <laughs> we all piled into Dominic Aveni's Chevy Cruze. <laughs> Four of us in our bags. Probably made out of Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah, yeah shout out Lordstown, shout baby. Out Lordstown. So Chevy Cruze down to Chicago. <laughs> so the week before was tumultuous. Oh, Mike Fravada, the day before we had left, got into a, a pretty, pretty good-sized car accident. And, you know, there was... We were talking about not going, if he was going to be okay to go, and trying I mean, to figure yeah, everything out. I mean, yeah, you guys out. are so young at that time. It would have been easy to say, like... You know, I had to clear this with my parents. I had to make sure I could miss class, things like that. Like, it was it was the perfect storm, almost. So we made our way out there, and we had a couple things happen. <laughs> Funny story is, we, we were on our way out there, and we had this, this rest stop, and... We're driving past it. Anthony Croce was driving at this time, and love the kid to death. He's not really paying attention to us <laughs> getting off at the exit to go to the rest stop. 
So what ended up happening was we drove past the rest stop, and we're like, hey, weren't we going to stop there? The kid, we're just pulling past the exit to the rest stop, so where you come out and go back onto the highway. This kid pulls into the shoulder, puts the car into reverse, Naturally. starts backing down the exit to the rest stop. And we're like, man, this kid's shot. <laughs> you know, I got Fabada with me. He's never really experienced <laughs> baby Anth. And so we're, we're, we're rolling backwards down this, this exit. We get in, and we're laughing, you know, whatever. We end up making our way to Chicago. Uh, we make our way to – so the way it was set up was there was some practice, and then a few hours later the actual tournament would start. And we get there, and we, we really don't know what to expect. You know, we've seen bocce on 60-foot by 12-foot courts that are gravel. Like, that's really all that we've mm -hmm. seen. You know, a couple mm -hmm. variations here and there. And we walk in, and it's in a pinstripes. So I don't know if you guys have ever been to a like pinstripes. Like a bar, right? Pin oh, yeah. It's a bowling bar. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's bowling alleys all over the place. And we walk into this thing that looks like a foyer, and it is – Two bocce courts set up next to each other on concrete with some pool table felt laid down. Ooh. Oh, shit. So, okay. so we're looking at these, and these courts couldn't have been but 50 feet long by 10 feet wide. So we're looking at these things. And uh, we're like, man, this is uh, different. Right. This is, uh, this is different for us. And uh, so we start rolling some balls, and then they're telling us about these these referees that they have watching the line and – your follow-through couldn't go over the line. So to us, that was different. You had to stop at that line. As soon as we start practicing, we're talking about this, and I'm a head case, and my team knows that, and I'm, I'm thinking about everything. And I got baby Anthem riding me about it. He's, what are you going to do? You, you can't, you know, step up and do this. And it's, it's not four-man walk, as you guys would call it. It's two on each end. So I'm like, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, I'll adjust my shot. Because we were looking at some of the players that were there and um, some, you know, world-class players were there. Jose Bato was there with his team. And so we're like, if they could adjust, you know, we could adjust. So we practice, we, we go out for a little bit. Next morning, we end up having the qualifier. And I mean, listen, we're, we're there just to have fun, honestly. We're, hey, what's the chances that four young guys, we could go to Chicago, we could go out downtown. You know, maybe play a little bocce in between. So we make it to the qualifiers. It's a round robin. Uh, I think we lost like one or two games in the round robin, but we ended up qualifying for Sunday. So we're ecstatic. We go back to the hotel and... <laughs> Get good, a good night's sleep. Yeah, we got a good <laughs> night's sleep. We go back to the hotel, we go up to the room, we showered, and we're like, ah, let's go out. So we go out and we're in, we're in downtown Chicago and we're partying it up and... You know, we're from Cleveland. We're not used to bars being open until 4 in the morning. Was the drinking age 20 at the no, time? No, you, they round up. They round up. Ah, so I was, fake I, wasn't, ID. You know, <laughs> I got a fake ID, though. <laughs> we're out at the bar till, God, we close it down. 4.30, 5 o'clock, we roll back into the hotel. We're like, is it even worth falling asleep? And our first game's at 7 a.m. So we roll in. I'm, I'm. Yeah. Tired, right. <laughs> to say the least. I'm sitting in a chair in between shots. I, I, I didn't know what was going on. So we, you know, we're like, well, all right, we'll roll with the punches. And it's a it's single elimination tournament, and we're 
going through it. Right. I'm going through it. These other guys, these guys were a little bit older, so they knew how to handle themselves a little bit better. You know, we win one game, we win another game. We're like, okay, you know, maybe we'll we'll, we'll at least win our money back. Right. So, you know, we we come up to a team and people are talking to us about it. And like I said, we had these referees that were there and they were on it. <laughs> they were like, these guys from Cleveland, they never really played like this before. And uh, so we're playing this guy. He claims to be the coach. I guess you would say, of okay. like a Chinese national team. Uh-huh. And we're looking at this guy, and he, he, he steps on the court with us, immediately writes us off, says, you, you know, we, we could see him muttering things to his teammates, like, oh, we're going we're gonna to mop the floor with these kids. Like, yeah, you're young, ready to go. I'll young, so dumb. To go. Right. These guys don't know what bocce is. Right. So we're playing these guys, and the game ends up being a little closer, and it comes to a point where we're getting ready to measure a ball, and you know, we, we kind of saw this guy doing a little, some shady things. Keep an eye on them. And uh, we're watching this guy, and he, he ends up moving a ball during a measurement. Mm. And we're looking at him like, hey, man, you just moved that ball, and everybody here saw you do it. So this guy, he gets a little hostile with us. Comes down to it. We're down, I think games were to either 12 or 13, and we're down, you know, 12-10, 12-11. And... They got two. They have the point. Two balls back. I got a ball. I end up putting the ball right on the Pauline, and it kind of felt like that swung everything for us. And they were a little flustered. They couldn't. They, 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 those guys. They they can hit, you know. But it's not like hitting is a East Coast thing. Maybe I would say like these guys are good at it. Don't get me wrong. They they were high quality players. So I end up putting it on it. They hit it. We end up winning the game. This guy is fuming. Oh, of course. Fuming. So we go on, and then we ended up playing in the semifinals, Jose Bato. And I feel like most people know who Jose is. The, and his yeah. name has been dropped on this podcast many of times. And I heard he's okay. I met him in Chicago. I've said this story before. I'm not even going to get into the whole story, but he's such a nice guy, exactly. and I'm, we need to get him on. I already asked him, and he said, yes, he will, you know, we'll love we to. We will, 100%. So 100% need to get yeah. him on. I would just love to be in, for it to be in person. I know that's a little more. Maybe in Detroit, um, September 9th and 10th when we go. Uh, I don't think Chris is going, but I know you, me, you, Carm. And the rest of the crew is going, so maybe we can make it happen then in person. But, okay, continue on. So Jose is obviously the, the, the peak of bocce, and he, you know, we knew, we knew what we were up against playing in that game, and, you know, we went into it like, hey, we're playing with house money. We got nothing really to lose. So we go in, we ended up winning that game, and uh, we get to the finals. We're, we're playing a team, I believe they were from – California, maybe a couple people from Chicago as well. We're playing, you know, it's 2v2. We made a, uh, a, a a suspect call, as Baby Anth would call it. We tried to, uh, I tried to hit a ball off the wall, and I ended up missing. So we went into the game. It was a tight game. I think it was 11-11 or 12-12. Comes down to, uh, so... Mike Fabada and myself were on one end, and then Dominic Aveni and Anthony Croach were on the other. Comes down to it, we have the last ball, they have the point. And Anthony Croach, he loves a big shot. So 
we got people all around us. They're watching this. And uh, people start recording it. And we're looking around like, man, this is, you know, we, we never really dealt with this kind of high money. And we're like, man, if we, even if we lose this game, what are we going home with? Seven grand. That's an. You don't hear of tournaments like that. I at least I. I mean, I'm. I've only been in a little bit of a year, but you don't hear of what? Four, how much for first place? So first place was fifteen thousand, and then second place was huh? I think seven grand. Yeah, you never hear that around Holy. here. Holy, that's right. great. I understand, I understand so, why you so went to Chicago. The last <laughs> ball. This is the game. Yep. They're the they're uh, they have the point. We have the second point. And Anthony goes to shoot, and he sticks this ball. I mean, he hits his thing. I mean, it was. It was a big boy shot, as we like to call some of these things. So uh, he hits his shot, and we, we really don't know how to react. You know, what, what do we do? People are like, they're, they're shaking our hands. They're telling us about these things. And, you know, like I said, this is, this is the first tournament that me, Dominic, Anthony, and Mike had played in together. And so we're ecstatic. <laughs> And I'll I'll never forget the the look and the the quote that came from Anthony about how all you got to do is just let him have the last ball. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. That's, okay. So he might he might have been a little shaky to start the game, and Mike and I might have brought them to that point. But ultimately, he's the one who ended it. That's and so you're 20 years old. You get your first tournament with these, you know, your your friends uh, that are around the same age, and right off the bat, 15k, boom. So they hand us this check, and we're like, we really don't know what to do with this thing. Well, How big was it? Uh, the check was probably six foot by three foot. <laughs> yeah, like what you see on those game shows. Exactly. And we're looking at this thing, and <laughs> then they hand us the actual check, and they didn't make it out to anybody. You know, they make it out to cash, and we're like, oh. Wait, 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 wait. You, you mean to tell me they made a $15,000 check? To cash. To cash. For a bocce tournament. Yes. I would have jumped 20 out of one year old. For 20 years old? Yep. So, all right. So you have this big-ass check that's six foot long, and then the the real check, right? What do you do with both of them? So first I call my mom because she's worried sick. She's (laughs) like, you have class in the morning. You're in college. What are you doing? Where are you? When are you coming home? Respect. I'm like, Ma, you're not going to believe this, but... We just won a tournament for fifteen thousand, and I, in the background, I can hear Anthony on the phone with his dad, and he'll get a <laughs> kick out of this. He goes, "Dad, we just won a tournament for fifteen thousand, and Anthony, the first words out of his dad's mouth were, "Can I borrow a couple hundred?" <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So we're going to the car, we're walking in the car, and we're like, uh, "Are we gonna have to leave this check?" I'm like, "There's no way we gotta leave this check. We gotta keep it." So we're like I said, we're in this little Chevy Cruze, and. Uh, so what we do, we open up the trunk, we pop the seats down, and we slide this check through. I mean, this thing is from the windshield all the way blocking the rear windshield. I mean, we couldn't see a thing on the way home. So we close the seats, we close the trunk, we got this thing going. We start making our way home, we're driving. We couldn't see out the back window the entire time. We... End up stopping at a uh, at a rest stop, and I'm like, guys, we're we gonna do with this check. We're gonna we can't we we're gonna bring this thing in. We're gonna lock it in the glove compartment. I'm like, I'm I'm nervous about this, <laughs> and we're starving because we have been playing all day long. So we stop. We eat this McDonald's. We go back. <laughs> <laughs> we get back, and my mom's like, I, I'm not gonna believe it till I see it. So a couple days later, you know, we ended up cashing the check, and we did the right thing and wrote it off for taxes and. Better than me. Kept that money in the bank. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know, someone hands me thirty seven hundred, you know, thirty seven fifty is what we got as a person, and I'm twenty years old. I'm a college kid. Oh I'm my like, god, that would have been man. Extent. What am I gonna do with thirty seven hundred dollars cash? Did you make, any, cash did too, you make yeah. any purchase? Like, did you go ahead out and get yourself a new pair of Jordans or like anything? <laughs> like, what did you do with any any of that money? I went out and uh, <laughs> he he went to Tolly's. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, totally so awesome. I ended up, everybody kind of knows that I'm known for my uh, stupid orange bocce shoes. <laughs> so I went out and I got myself a new pair of bocce shoes, and uh, kind of the rest is I history for Chris us. from Kentucky who started that. He oh, might have. Oh, oh. We really didn't know him at the time, but he <laughs> might have been. Yeah, It's up for debate. That's up for debate. So the, the Chicago tournament, too, was also one of the first times that I had worn the orange shoes. And that kind of brought it, uh, you know, it, maybe it's just my thing. And then yeah. guys like to bust my balls about <laughs> it. But Always. Well, so. of course, right? I mean, all right, so you guys come back. You win. You alluded earlier how you guys, you know, two and two, everyone told you guys to play together. You finally do. You win your first tournament. You come home. Was it tough for you to tell your other teams, like, hey, sorry, but – we're going to play together or how did that conversation um, I go? think everybody kind of understood. Everybody knew that what it was what it was leading to. Yeah. Us playing together and you know one of the big players in that too is Mike Sapulo who we often play with and he he's been like a like mentor, right? Yes. And if Mike, you guys are listening, Mike was on episode 16 of yep. of the Bocce Bros yes, podcast. Great episode. One of our one of our top listened episodes. So go back and listen to that. And ABV doesn't play in JAC together, right? You so play with Mike. ABV doesn't play in JAC together, but that's kind of our thing. Like, you know, we understand what the JAC is and what it means and you know, we like we'd like to play with Mike in that and that's kind of our loyalty and, you know, 100%. That's how we go with that. Yep. The Godfather, the Don so <laughs> ABV, you win your first tournament. What happens after that? You guys don't just stay. You know, you're not just a one and done. You're not a one here and there. You guys kind of made a name for yourself around Northeast Ohio. What was that run like? Like, uh, and I'm not just like saying go into t- detail, but like Wycliffe, you won what? How many out of the years? Molasani, how many out of the years? Those are bigger tournaments. Let, let yeah. me correct you. Like or what that run is? What that run is? What the run is. So Thanks, we, uh, that was in, that was in September of 2013. You know, we went on to play that next year together. We came in, I think, third in Mayfield and up comes Wycliffe. So we're in 2014 now. And this is our, this is, everybody kind of knows that Wycliffe is the Super Bowl of bocce. And, you know, it's not to take away from any other tournaments. You know, Rome is obviously the World Series. That's right. the perfect name for yeah. it. You know, you have the Super Bowl, you have the World Series. That's a great name for it. That's, you know, perfectly fitting for it. So comes Wycliffe, we ended up playing together. We actually went on to win, luckily, uh, Wycliffe that year. What so year was this? 2014. So you won, in 13, you won Chicago. So you're now you're 21. So now I'm 21. So how many tournaments did you guys play together between your Chicago run and winning Wycliffe? Uh, I know for sure we played in the Feast together, and we ended up winning the big Feast tournament together. So, you know, we kind of thought that we had something with this. You know, we might have played in a couple other smaller tournaments here or there, won a couple. You know, you're not going to win every tournament. No team's ever going to win every tournament. 
That's pretty remarkable, though, that you guys just, you're how, how young were you, 21 then? when you? I was 21, yep. I still, by my markings, am the youngest to ever win Wycliffe. That's, awesome. That's a nice feat right there. Yeah. That's you know, nice and then especially mark. when you take our team. So I was 21. Dominic and Anthony were 24, 25 at the time. You know, Mikey's Still, 25, yeah. 26. You took the average age of our team, and we're at 23 years old. <laughs> so, you know, we, we were enjoying the ride that we were on. You know, we went on to win Mayfield the following year, and then we actually went on to win Wycliffe again. And, you know, it, it, we can't play in every tournament together. It's tough. You know, Obviously. and we are as we speak the loyalty that we have to each, to each other. Mm. And, you know, you might see us playing in a couple of different tournaments with a couple of different people, but that, it's always a conversation between us. That's one thing I like. You told me, and, and you always say, uh, you know, before someone else asks you, like, hey, you, Dennis, you playing in this tournament? Or, Coach, you playing in this tournament? Uh, do you want to play in it? They always go back to the ABV, Mike Verbata, Dom Aveni, uh, Anthony Croach, Dennis Renaud. Hey, do you, you guys want to get in this tournament together or like some form? You know, if not, you know, I'll, if I want to, I'll go play. And that's that speaks volumes. Some people, th- there's not that, that many connections in the botch community, at least in the year that I've seen that. It's like because I've seen a lot of, all right, there's I'll just go to this team. I'll go to that team. Yeah. And not, not out of disrespect. It's just how it is. But you guys have like your friends. You're good friends. You're around the same age. And it's just you don't see out of disrespect. You see a lot of people that that flip and flop between teams, but you guys definitely resemble that of us in in a lot of ways. Yeah, and if one can't make it, it's like all right, well, hey, if, uh, he can't make it. Let's get you know the next guy. We usually you know play with and it goes with a lot of teams. So how many times have you won the Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce? Uh, we have three titles right now: fourteen, fifteen, and nineteen. Back. And how many runner-ups? Uh, two runner-ups. So last year, seventeen and twenty, and the one the actually to humble us a little bit in sixteen we did go. We, you know we were we were undefeated going into that tournament, and we actually did go to an out. So that humbled us a little bit. Hey, you'll have that. Did you guys play good teams right off the bat, or what happened? Uh, yes, yeah, we did. We had a tough draw. Um, I think maybe we got a little too big for our britches. And, you know, we kind of needed that to to center us. So we went 14-15 win, 16-2 and out, 17 second place, 18 third, 19 win. 20 no, no play. 20 no play. And then... 2021 runner-up. And then Molisani. What's that record? Molisani, I think we have the longest-running win streak in that one. Uh, We won that four years in a row. And then I think the fifth year, everybody was kind of sick of us winning. (laughs) Yeah. I could imagine that, like, just from my point of view of younger guys coming in there and just taking over a little bit. I mean, I'm a big fan. I'm a big LeBron guy. And the guy has made, what, the finals how many years in a row? Nine, eight years in a row? Something yeah. unprecedented. Uh, even you know, if he's lost a couple, that's just to get to that point it, and go through all those teams is pretty nuts. So the reason Dennis is in town, yeah. we're playing the Crickets tournament. Yeah, shout out to Crickets, one of the better bars in Youngstown, Don Hall of Addicts, the owner. Uh, he's a, a ex 
classmate of mine. We played football together. He's ever since he, you know, purchased the bar, he's done great things. So there's one court there. He's trying to build two, but they're, you know, he's having issues with the neighbor that won't let him buy his lot, blah blah blah. But he has a pretty nice court there. We went there tonight and it's an outdoor patio. It's covered, it's heated, and the it, vibes were immaculate. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. good. It was a good uh it was good energy. The pool table, it's like an enclosed patio, very large. And they've they've added on every year since you know we yeah there's always something new so good vibe so we're gonna have some a lot of posts of that and you won't listen to this until after guys but you'll you know the results when we post it what i want to know dennis who's who's your biggest rival so i think uh i told you it has to be the bocce bros right right like we're we're early (laughs) we got to figure that out when he said he won wickliffe in his second year i'm like fuck (laughs) <laughs> I've, been making, I've been making excuses this whole time. Oh, we're only in year two. Like, God damn it, that's not an excuse anymore. We got to figure this shit out, guys. We got to go to Chicago. So I think when we when we first got together and we were first coming up, uh, you guys maybe don't know who JJ's Lighthouse was. No, or I don't know him personally, him. but I, I have heard the name. Uh, Jimmy Faisano and all those guys have made sure to let us know. Yeah, uh, they have. Yeah, uh, about JJ's Lighthouse. And we've heard some of the history about him. So I think definitely when, you know, they, they gave us a few of our, our beatings that, that we probably needed to have as a team. Uh, Vondra Brothers with, obviously, Pete Melarani, who's the, OG. the GOAT. Yeah. I had the pleasure of playing the practice night at Mo- or Cleveland Challenge Cup. It was, it's on Thursday, right, I think? Yep. Wednesday. I was down there early, and uh, none of these guys were there yet, obviously, because they have jobs and stuff. So did I, but I was able to work from home. But I had no one, and Russ and Pete were kind enough to uh, take me on to their practice team. And Pete taught me a couple of things. Uh, I had a p- great time playing with them. He also voloed a shot um, with, like, no hesitation and just, like, shrugged it off. Like, like literally just, like, yeah. Jordan shrugged it off and was like, yeah, that's what I do, and, <laughs> and walked right on. He's one of my favorite people to see at tournaments. It's en- It's enjoyable to watch him and, like, just his mannerisms on the court. His wife also. Oh, she's great. Like, reminds me of uh, Grandma. Yeah, for yeah, sure. The best. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the Melaranios. Yeah. All 20 100%. million of them. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah, there's like, there's so many. You have them. no room to talk, Cuginis. You have no <laughs> room to talk. <laughs> we don't all play bocce. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's but true. Got, let's no, name there's, them. there's let, a let's lot name of them. Let's name them. Pete. Yeah. I feel bad because I, I know Tony. there's more I don't know. Tony. Tony Sr., Tony Jr. Tony Jr. Dave. Dave, Jason, Carlo. Jason, Jason, Charles, Jason. We got them all. Uh, no, there's definitely no, there's like def- 50 more. A hundred percent. And I apologize because the the ones I'm not saying I just don't know on a personal level, but I definitely know that they Pete's play. Pete's wife is amazing. Yeah, she plays too. She plays. She's amazing. I remember they came to our Columbus tournament. Your uh, the tournament we hold in uh, memory the of Gerardo your grandfather. Yeah, the yeah. Gerardo Cugini, which will be there. not held this year, but brought back in the spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna yeah. have without a, a doubt. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Just you know. The reason why we're doing that is because there's too much in the fall. We want to kind of like shift it to the spring, so we're just gonna kind of hold it off for a year. Yeah, but I, you know, they came down to you know support our tournament, and I was walking by, and they were by their car, and you know, like like in a drug dealer sense, they said they waved me over, and I was like, what's going on here? (laughs) And all they got is a trunk full of uh, soprasat, dry sausage, uh, a to-go kit, uh, espresso machine. Mm. Uh, a prosciutto hanging yep. from the. 
That's one of the most underrated things in bocce tournaments that I feel like people need to hold on to is, okay, we can come here and, like, drink the alcohol and and go to Subway if you want, (laughs) which is terrible. But how much cooler is it when you bring stuff, when you bring your homemade Italian sandwiches and your wine and all of that, especially with the the memorial tournament coming up? I know last year it was called... An RIP, the Mike Conturo tournament. Um, I believe this year it's it's the Memorial Wicklet tournament. Memorial. Yep. Yeah. And last year it was awesome. We brought our homemade wine. I mean, so many people had their homemade wine. Yeah, there. It was we fun. were all sharing yeah. it. We all had different times. We brought a whole cooler of prosciutto. Yes, literally. One hundred percent. That we need more. Did we go of that zero and two that tournament. I can't remember. No, we won something, right? No, we won. I definitely two. think I that that no. tournament was probably when we that was we the last connected tournament. the most. Yeah. Was, you know, you yeah. guys brought your homemade wine and. You guys were coming on the scene with everything. I think that's kind of where we mm-hmm. realized that our vibes kind of aligned with all of that. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. The uh, the energy, we 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 figured that out. It was forty five degrees, and we were all having a good time. Oh yeah, we played some uh, Italian cards, some fifteen, some Scopa. Shout out to Frank Decillo. But what are, what what tournaments, Dennis? Do you consider your favorite? And now. Outside of J- – you're already going to say J- JAC and, you know, prob- most likely Cleveland Challenge Cup. But, like, what are some of your highlights of the year that you just look can't wait for? Well, I mean, I would definitely have to say any tournament that we have at uh, Jerry Fletcher's house. Yeah. Obviously. So go into that. Obviously, Jerry and his whole family and that whole crew Who are – Who is Jerry? <laughs> Jerry is a saint. <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry. So, Jerry. you know. And Jerry Jr. Shout out Jerry Jr. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Love Jerry Jr., Pasqualino, his dad, the Farinacci's, all them guys. Donnie. Can't can't say a bad word about those guys. Honestly, they they were a godsend in the bocce community. And that facility that Jerry built out in Chesterland is. At, not just a facility. It's not a it's facility. His house. It's at his house. He built it's, a facility it's at It's second his house. to none. So. Uh, 2020 JAC is kind of what. Pop that off. 100%. Yeah, and I honestly can't give enough credit for him allowing us to move that tournament there. Because what the city of Cleveland said, you can't hold it, right? So the COVID restrictions didn't allow for large gatherings of groups, but Diaga hadn't really gone into that so far, so we moved it out there. And just for him to give us the ability to keep honoring Michael Sapulo's brother, John Anthony, just speaks volumes to the to the people that they are like I wish I could put it into words but I honestly don't think that I can yeah. so I know that that meant a lot to Mike you know it means a lot to me and just the way that they stepped up with everything and all the tournaments that they host now it every tournament or every event at Jerry's you will not see Jerry relaxing mm-hmm. <laughs> that man is just walking around he's either brooming the court for the next game or he's just making sure everyone is well taken care of. Um, and that man needs to get his flowers. That's all I'm saying. And if you want to bring your softball bat or baseball bat, he has a baseball field in his backyard. Turning into a soccer field. Oh, you can bring basketball. your swim trunks, too. Yeah. Swim. <laughs> swim. Yeah. yeah, they got it all. You, you want to run a couple so miles. For so those of you listening, he has two bocce courts attached to his basically his garage and house. Right now, he's building Almost a third. There. And he is getting ready to build a third which is then going to be used for some type of Ryder Cup tournament, Dennis? Is that correct? Yeah. So going to that. for those that are, are following, we're, we're trying to set up a, 
a Ryder Cup, maybe like a, a challenge of Ohio where it's, you know, Cleveland versus Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, however you want to call it, or, you know, Cleveland versus Youngstown or... Pretty much Cleveland versus the world. Cleveland versus the world is how Always. we how we kind of started this this conversation with everything. Because I think Cleveland itself is a major major hub when it yeah. comes to the bocce community. Without you know, you doubt. think about Detroit, Chicago, New York, Youngstown, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, even even Columbus. Now you guys are definitely on the come up with everything. Appreciate that. And Slowly but so. Four or five players. No, nah, we have more. We have way more than that. More, but, just but obviously, us are the only that travel. They definitely have more. Yeah, so we're trying, we're trying to get a little Ryder Cup going here. Just, you know, everybody's a little competitive. And, and the bocce world, the bocce competitiveness from when I started versus now is so tenfold. Can I get a clear understanding of what's happening? Because I go on the NABA page or bocce underround. Um, Undergroove. 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 <laughs> Under Free the unit. Free the unit. And uh, <laughs> well, we'll have to touch on Eric. I mean, it has to be talked. We have to talk about Eric, right? We're we'll talking about the Ryder Cup. Which one are we going to talk? A.K.A. the apex predator. A.K.A. the unit. I adult. So explain what the actual setup is because I'm still confused. So we had a conversation about it at the most recent Molasani two-man. And we started talking about, okay, we have Cleveland as a hub. You know, you have these other places as a hub. And the conversation came up about, you know, what, what hub is the best? Who has the best players? So, obviously, we kind of piggyback off of the Gulf Rider Cup of U.S. versus Europe. And so what we, what we plan on doing is you're going to have 17-man rosters. You're going to have, uh, let me think about this now, four four-man competitions, walking, four, four-man, two on each end. You're going to have eight two-on-two games, and then the remaining, it'll be 16 one-on-one games. And the first city team, however you want to describe it, to 17 wins will ultimately get the cup. Okay. And right now we have it split between Cleveland versus PA, Pittsburgh, and then Cleveland against Youngstown. So I don't know if this is going to bring up some drama, but originally it was Cleveland versus the world, and it was supposed to be Cleveland versus PA and Youngstown. So why didn't that? Uh, there's uh, differences in opinions okay. and Always. egos yeah. when it comes to so those they, two cities. they didn't want to team up, basically. They didn't want to team up, and, and not, each city I has... Don't blame them. I get it. Why like Russia you, and Ukraine. Why would you team Ukraine up? teaming up? I know they're like share like a border really close, but like come on, they're different. They're and different each areas. team wants to represent. So I mean, you can't you can't say anything yeah. against that. I, that yeah. I don't fault it for being that way. And if that's the way it's going to be, then obviously, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Columbus play the same four players <laughs> seventeen times. <laughs> we're in. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna move forward with that. We're gonna we're gonna try to get He's that like, going uh, here. No. <laughs> We'll, we'll see what happens with that in the in the in the coming months. I think that's going to be great, honestly, because just from my understanding, and I think other other people that I've reached out to in the botch community that are not just in the Ohio or maybe elsewhere in different states realize that Northeast Ohio and just Ohio in general, there's a lot of competitive players. 
Yeah, I know we play back wall live, but they can play. Cleveland back Cleveland travels very well too. Uh-huh. You know, yep. so does Youngstown, so does Columbus, mm-hmm. so does PA. You know, it. The bocce world is very very competitive right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same team you know as it was ten years ago, winning every tournament or mm-hmm. the same two teams in every championship. You know, you have in any given tournament seven, eight, nine different teams that can win that specific tournament. So it's just a way to showcase everybody's skills and get together. And there's a lot of bocce tournaments that happen, and, and you know we we get that. But it's a good way for that competitive nature to be brought to a head. Yeah. I mean, you could play a tournament every weekend if you wanted to easily. At this point, there's a lot of guys that like to travel and it's play crazy. every weekend. Well, basically, yeah. And we we talked about a few people thought it was a little bit much to have all these tournaments. But my point was, yo, if every tournaments being filled then that's completely fine (laughs) you know whether it's the same people or not it doesn't matter that means new people are getting in or you know i can't play in every tournament but there's several that i mark on my calendar that are that i'm happy are out there that i can play in and 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 i'd like to think the bocce bros kind of brought that to light with all the tournaments yeah we 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 kind of created that one site well yeah i mean i think in the past there was some and and they just and that's what we have to that facebook page is huge here's the thing we have to be consistent with it it's easy to do it for a year it's easy to do it for two years maybe three but you have to be consistent with it Mm. and posting the winners because that's kind of i like us posting the winners i think that's awesome for for history just to you know what's funny is that uh, we got that idea from someone who messaged us Someone, and I apologize, I don't remember the name of who messaged us about it, but like, hey, you know what would be cool is I love seeing what tournaments you guys have, yeah. you know, on your available on your website. What would be cool is, you know, showing the winners. Right. And we were like, you know what, my it's guy, a that's idea. a great idea. Yeah, so Thank we did very that. much. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you guys were around a few years ago. You could have posted us a couple <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, you know what, well, maybe you should you win a couple win. more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you win lately, so I, mean, I don't Jeez. know. Starting tomorrow. I'm just kidding. Starting yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. No, you guys you guys definitely have brought a different dynamic to the sport that was needed for its advance. So you guys bring something that maybe people kind of tried to do, but you guys almost perfected it. So perfected the ability is super nice, but we're far from yeah, it. We're, far <laughs> from we're trying. Yeah, we're trying. The ability for you guys to, you know, everybody wants their games live streamed and people yeah. want to watch it and, mm-hmm. and and you know, you have that that group of people that'll knock it like, oh, who's gonna watch Bocce? But you have you know, at some points in time, like even playing in a Wycliffe championship, you, you have thousands of people that are either there watching it or turn tuning in. Now don't get me wrong, it's not like a football game or a basketball game, but the advancement that you guys have brought to this is it's great. Yeah, it, it, I've noticed so we 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 live streamed the MVR championship. Uh, the Carmstrong, and shout out to Carmen Marinucci, other bocce bro, and Dante. They stayed Sunday and they uh, live streamed the rest of the uh, of, of the playoffs and the championship, and we had almost ten thousand views on that. And it's not like to pat ourselves on the back; it's to pat the people that want to watch it on the back. It's like, oh, good, there are people out here that want to watch this 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 game, and it's fun to to watch it and. And I know that because there was a few tournaments that I haven't been able to be a part of. But luckily, Dante and, and these guys were there, and they set up the cameras. And I'm literally on my couch, or, you know, I might be watching a movie with my wife or hanging out with her somewhere, and I'm, I have my phone next to me. I'm just, you know, have the live stream going on watching. Like, it's it's really cool to just 
continue, even though you're far away and you're not able to be a part of it, you still can be by being able to tune in. And well, and what you guys did navigating the, the pandemic and everything, I think that you kind of brought to light that you don't necessarily have to be there to watch it right. and, and, and do that, yeah. but you could still tune in and you could still see what happened and, you know, you could still put your two cents in. And so, so one of our top videos on YouTube is um, <coughs> your shot. Dennis? So, yeah, if you're listening, yeah. subscribe to our YouTube. But we do have a great video of Dennis. And we do need you guys to subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs> and for several reasons. We're really only one reason. It's nothing to do with us. It's everything to do with you. If we get to 1,000 followers, which we think we can, we're at like almost 300 right now. I know it's like, oh, you need 700 more people. But there are 700 people out there that play bocce that would like to watch bocce. If we're able to do that, then we're able to live stream from our phones from YouTube. Correct. And it'll be a lot easier Correct. for us to do in certain situations or cer certain uh, uh, establishments that don't have the Wi-Fi set up for us to do so. Correct. So that's what we need you guys Subscribe. to Subscribe. So, so one, of, one of our best videos sitting at almost 5,000 views is Dennis's shot. And uh, if you're listening, Laura... You had one of the best comments. <laughs> Laura was an all-time <laughs> comment. So, so Dennis lines up. I'm behind him. I took the shot, right? And there's a, a ball literally, I don't know, an inch away from the Paulino. So he's up there, and he you know, does his little wiggle, and he goes up, and he shoots this motherfucker, and it hits the ball, and it literally sticks right next to the Paulino. That's one of the most beautiful shots. And I know there's other ones that are out there like this, but this one is sick. Croach is in 2013, right? I mean, it was... It was Last time I saw Croce, that was probably 2015. <laughs> so, but it was so good that you couldn't even recognize one of the balls replacing... Like, his ball replacing the other ball. That's how, that's how great it but was. But Laura, one of our f top viewers... She said... Very, What'd she say? Very common. Very common. Play, play something else. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably one of the funniest yeah. comments you can find. Fucking Laura. Her the, name should have been Karen. But but what's funny, shout out to Brad Nosen. He goes, damn, Laura. <laughs> Reply comment. Just like yeah, out, of no, out of left field, Laura. Damn. We know Laura listened, so this yeah. is for you, Laura. Yeah. Laura. Hey, Laura. Laura, I'd love for you to come watch one of our... Yeah. Tournaments. Oh, no. Come Very play. Calm. Come play Wycliffe. <laughs> I could probably teach you a few things. Love it. All right, so why why is ABV so good? What what makes a good bocce team gel together? What do you think? Well, I think it relates to our uh, team motto. These guys are probably going to get mad at me for saying this, but uh, slow and methodical. You know, we we are four young kids, and kind of people look at us and, you know, they used to write us off real quick. And we let the game kind of come to us. And I got to credit Anthony. He he kind of brought this mantra to the team of it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And don't ever give up on something, whether or not someone makes a great shot, whether or not you guys catch a bad break, you know, Anthony, I, I, I got to give him all the credit in the world. The kid never gives up. Yeah. doesn't matter if we're down by 10, if we're, we're, you know, out by a point. And, you know, I'll relate this to a, a great game we had against Jose and Wycliffe. Games that are 14, we're down 13 to 8. 
And this kid looks at us, and he's like, you know, it's 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 not over. It's not over. Yeah, they need one point, you know. We also refer to things as striking distance. So striking distance to us is when you're within four points of winning the game because obviously you could get four points. Right. It's hard to do, but at the end of a game, you know, you could – win at any manner so when we get into that striking distance and you know you play it slow and methodical and you believe and trust in your teammates I think that's probably our biggest thing you know we might argue and bicker and and yell at each other and mf each other and so we never give up on each other so let's say there's there's a there's a point in the game where you have to figure out if you're going to shoot if you're going to roll or how you're going to roll or how you're going to shoot you might have one viewpoint of looking at it. Another person has, Anthony, let's say, has another viewpoint. How do you analyze it? How do you say, okay, you know what, let's go with you or, or let's go with me? Like, how does that work? So I think one of our strong points with that is Dominic and I are great team players in the sense of we trust Mike and Anthony to make that right call mm-hmm. and to to talk through it, like, there's nobody I would want in front of me calling that game other than Mike and Anthony. Okay. Like, Dominic and I have the utmost trust in them, and I think, honestly, going back to it, that is probably their strongest point. Like, I trust in what they're going to say, and sometimes, you know, you, you, you might have to step up, and you might have to do a shot that you're like, oh, man, I really didn't see it this way, or oh, man, I really didn't look at it that way. But when they say, hey, listen, trust me, yeah. This is this is going to work for us and if not they're going to have to make a great great shot mm. to beat you. And I think that probably is our strongest suit that they make that call and we trust in them and y- you you got to have that trust in your teammates and I think that's a great thing that we have. So would you say those two are on the same page a lot of the time? And Absolutely. you guys are are just okay. Yeah, without a doubt. Those they have a two have nice balance. Yeah. Verbot is a sneaky, a sneaky guy, because he's quiet. He's quiet for the most silent part. Silent assassin. Yeah, that's Dom. I feel like Dom gets the name for silent assassin. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll break it down to you guys this way. Verbot is the smartest on the team. Okay. Baby Anth is. Baby, uh, why is it Baby Anth? Uh, it's just his nickname. It's, it's been that forever. He's, he's always been Baby Anth. It's or funny because he doesn't look like a baby. <laughs> I'll say that. And that's a compliment to my boy, Groach. I don't. So those guys, they just, in that moment, in that time, like, I have the utmost trust in them. And, then, you know, we might get an attitude with each other and say, man, this, is, this really isn't what I want to do. And I think everybody on our team also has that killer instinct. Like, I'm also very, I'm, I'm, I'm a very vocal player. And you could take that, it's got its good and it's got its bad. So I never want to be seen as an arrogant or cocky player. But... I also have that killer instinct, and I think our whole team has that. Even Dominic Avenu, who's the anybody who's listening to this or who has watched us play, knows that that kid doesn't say a word that can be seen. But behind the scenes, Dominic likes it likes yeah. to tell you to f off or or that was stupid <laughs> or this or that. But in the end, what's he doing? Texting during the game because he ain't saying a word during the game. No, he he mumbles what he needs to mumble, <laughs> but he he does it in an appropriate manner. Yeah. So I think that just going back to it. So speaking of cocky players, you want to name a couple or? No, I don't know kidding. any nah, cocky nah, bocce nah. players. I, no, I did want to touch up on that, but it's like you don't want to be cocky, but it, it's a sport. 
we grew up playing sports, and it's like you have to have a sw- – I don't want to use the word swagger, but it really is like the word swagger about, like, you know, the confidence. And, like, it goes a long way. Well, I think if, people if, take cocky in the sense of you win, you're being dominant. Like, or like you can't it, – it's, it's, a, it's a balance. It's a mix. People well, there's a perfect in-between that you could get to, and yeah. I, a good example is – I don't know if it was the first or the second year that we had won Wycliffe. And, you know, we're young. We, we, we're, we're, we're watching things right, happen. Right, which further pisses people off that you're and, young. You know, we're seeing people that have played have been Bonte playing for, for 20, 30 years. Exactly. And, they're, and, and we're winning these tournaments. And we had at one point in time people come up and say, uh, maybe you should act like you've been there before. And it's like, you know what? Excuse me. Actually, we haven't been there before. <laughs> yeah. So... You know what? And I think that swagger that our team brings to the table with everything it, it is a good thing. And I wouldn't consider any of us cocky or arrogant. I would consider us confident. Wow. And I have all the confidence in the world in them, guys. 100%. And it shows in the game. Like, I, I, I always bring things back to basketball. It's like, you know, you hit a three, you, feel, you know, that, that, that's the, that uh, back pedal back feels a lot better, you know. So like, what's like hitting the shot? It's like you get a groove. You you know, if the other team sees that you're feeling good, you know, you you know high five your team after a hit. It could, you know, take a mental hit on them, and it it will help you in the long run. Honestly, there's also a quieting sense too when you play those teams that are a little more vocal or a little more loud, and you know, okay, they hit a great shot, and there's a lot of great players out there that. Don't get me wrong, hit a lot of great shots. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you can weather that storm, and I think that's what we do best as a team is weathering storms. Being down by eight or nine or or even, honestly, being up by eight. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you, you need to be able to weather that storm, and I know that sounds a little different to say, but we have a great mixture on our team of, Cockiness, I guess, or confidence. Confidence. That's how I would put it. I would say. And we, we, we balance each other out, and everybody on the team, like I, I'm going to go back to it, like we, we, we pick each other up. So just getting back to the what makes ABV a good team. What it, wait, 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 what does ABV stand for? I don't even think we touched up on that, right? So ABV is Mike Frabata's family waterproofing construction company. Okay. So it was brought up by, they started it. It's named after the uncles that started the company and Mikey's dad. And honestly, there's no botchy meaning to it. No, yeah. But it's become a brand. Like you hear team names, you said like JJ's Lighthouse, ABV, and there's many more out there. Cement roofing, watertight. That's true. Like I never knew what ABV stood for. Uh, I'll be honest, I really don't know. I know it's uh, Bruno, Valerio, and... Antonio. Know what the A is, maybe Aldo. So... we playing it for 13 years. We can cut this part out if we want to, but in a lot of these podcasts you watch, like the more popular ones you see, they always name like, hey, what's your, you know, who do you think's the top five in the NBA? Who do you think's the top five? No, we're not cutting this part out. Who's okay. the top five in Cleveland? Who's the top five in Youngstown? Not top five, no, that's... Well, I was gonna say if you if you if you Top five couldn't overall. take ABV, who's your next four players you take? 
Like, make a team, top four. Okay, so ABV's out of it. Uh, yeah, I like that. ABV's got to be out of it. ABV's out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Name your best team. So Ooh. make your best four. I mean, obviously, Pete Malarano. Pete. Yes. Love that guy. He's like a second dad to me. So, obviously, in my love opinion, that. Pete is the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. He has more trophies and hardware in his I want to get him house on here. that he would even know what to do with. <laughs> so, I'm going to take Pete. Uh... I know this is uh, based off of being healthy, but I also think Tim Trapepe. Mm -hmm. If Tim is healthy, Tim is one of the best players around. Consistent. Don't disagree. Um, he's got that, that kind of Kobe killer mentality about him that he wants to win no matter what and that there's no mercy in bocce. So I'm going to take Pete, Tim Trapepe. <sighs> I got to give a little credit to Anthony Greco. Kid's a stud. Um, I was out. Ooh, who am I running out with? It's time. So you got wait, let's name the three right now. So it'll give you some time to think. You get you start off with Pete Melarano. So who's your pointer? Tim? Tim's my pointer. And Capricorn's your Pete first is my second pointer. Because okay. he can shoot or do whatever, yeah, even though crazy. either one of them can. Capricorn's probably your first shooter. Capricorn was my first shooter. Um are we talking about Jose? I'm sorry, should I have mentioned him? He's he's far and beyond. Uh, you can't you know pick what? Jose. Yeah. That's kind of like I, I would cheating. say Northeast okay. Ohio. Uh, yeah, I want to okay. keep it around right, people right, that right, we play right, with. Right, right, Shout out to Jose. Fine. He's definitely, yeah, obviously, obviously, he's in there. But we Frank DeSillo's a stud. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me some Frank. Frank good. You need a hit, another I, hitter, right? It's tough, huh? It's tough. There's I'm going to say uh, Jason Malarano is also a stud. Yeah. Jason, yeah. Jason goes very under the radar with everybody. But if I had to pick somebody, Jason, Jason's good. Marco's Marco's great. Marco is good. Uh, Marco, he he's definitely an up and comer. Like he's come out of the scene in the last few years, and the kid's a stud. Lengthy Italian, but man, good for optics. That's what it's, Eric said. It, it's hard. It's hard to narrow it down to five exactly because you have you can have you know one A one B. You right. could have five A five. Ah. So if you're listening, don't be offended because there's you could have maybe ten to twelve people. If you're offended. We don't care. I, I, I guess Get I should give a shout out to my guy, uh, Ron Dog. Shout out to Ron. Ron. Ron's the man. Ron, Ron. Ron, you know, Ron, Ron is Ron is very good. Him and I have had some very good head-to-head -head battles. You guys just won St. Anthony's. And then we did just win a tournament together. Who's so that team? Who was it? Yeah. That was me, Ron, uh, Pete Malarano, and Renato. Nice. Okay, so we went over the team. Favorite courts. And I don't want you sugarcoating anything. I know you probably love your hometown courts like Jay's. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love the Alta House. Yeah. So no matter any of these questions that I answer, the Alta House gets probably taken out because there's no tournament, in my opinion, better than the JAC. It's automatic for you. The things that Michael Sapulo has done with that are I mean, incredible. We're at, we're like, and what, it was, yeah, this year is going to be our 30th year. Mm. Not ours, but I'll say Mike's, like the things he's done and honor of his brother yep. is honestly something that if I had a brother wish they would do for me. Right. Uh, oof, Jerry's got great courts. 
Jerry's probably got the best courts around. I mean, Matt Estes just put this question in the North American Constitution page on Facebook, mm-hmm. and Jerry's Matt. got a lot of mentions, and and a, a lot of people have even been to Jerry's, I feel like. So. so, yeah, I would say probably Jerry's. MVR doesn't have bad courts. You guys at the CIC, those courts are longer. They're probably at 70, 75, I feel like. You know, they're not they're not bad courts. Uh, Wycliffe, it depends what court you're on. Uh, they have some good ones. They have some bad ones. Yeah, I won't disagree with that. Uh, Rome is mean. Rome, New York is very Homer friendly, but the courts aren't terrible. That's one none of us. I don't. I don't even think. I don't know if Anthony's been there or not because he's the one who travels more than us in the past. But I've never been to Rome. Hopefully, I can't get out there this year. But hopefully, yeah. in the upcoming years, it's unfortunate it falls on Mount Carmel weekend because those are such yeah. good, both good, great tournaments. Mm-hmm. That I love, you know, I obviously love the Youngstown Mount Carmel tournament. And I, it's just way easier to go to that one rather than driving seven, you know, six hours for us. But you know, maybe one day they'll they'll have it on different weekends. Why do you? Why are you guys entering these tournaments? Is it just for the money, or is it something else? Uh, I would definitely say it's not because of the money. Um, I think it's because we growing up and playing the game saw how great these teams are and some of the greater teams that we've played against and I think that's what we want to be. You know, we just want we want people's respect. Yeah. We want people to respect us and we want people to understand that we're good players and the money, you know, you could play in a tournament for a dollar, you could play in a tournament for ten thousand dollars. I think it's it's the respect portion of it. And everybody on our team wants people to know that, hey, these kids are mm-hmm. these kids are good, 100%. and we want people to respect us. Yeah. We talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. You know, who who are the better teams? Who are our main competitors? Who do we know is going to be there in the end? And you're going to have to be. You know, oftentimes you see people talk about, oh, we got a bad draw, or oh, we got this. Listen. You want to win. You want to be the best. You're going to have to beat that team, whether it's at the beginning, it's at the end. It doesn't matter. First year we won Wycliffe. That following year, you know who our first game was against? The team that we won and that we beat in the finals. Wow. So at some point in time, you're going to have to beat them, and it's about being about it, not talking about it. So one of the things that we're going to bring to the community is – the champion singles best player. <clears throat> what it is is we're going to have regions. So we have a bunch of regions already signed up. Cleveland, Columbus, Youngstown, Ashtabula, Western PA, Syracuse, New York City, Detroit, Chicago. Um, I've had interest from Florida cities that come in. And in, in reality, it's, you know, you, you, you want to find out who the best players are out of your region, um, be it whoever that is, top five, top 10, top 12, based off the number of participants that sign up, we'll give a number to each region because we want to make sure it's fair. Uh, what I mean by that is like if uh, Lexington signs up, you know, 20 people, you know, they could bring four, but if Cleveland signs up 100 people, uh, they should bring, you know, 20, right? You got to keep the math kind of proportional there. And <clears throat> for those that come out of their region, uh, we we do a two, three-day event sometime 
next year in 2023 to really crown who the the best is, the the champion. Wait a minute, Anthony, you're not hyping this shit up enough. <laughs> this is the best of the best. I know that they've had it in Youngstown before, but this is the best nationwide. If you want your region represented, this is what you have to do. You have to sign up for your region. Reach out to us if you want. If you're interested, in, we haven't reached out to you already. Yeah. This is going to be yeah. the best of the best. So what you have to do if you want to represent, you have to get your singles tournament done by the end of 2022. Yep. In June of 2023 is when the final bracket is yep. made. So yep. we'll get qualifying people from each region, each tournament, and you will meet in Ohio, Northeast Ohio. You will come to us, and we're going to have everything handled out money-wise, and hopefully we can get you know some sponsors and maybe get hotels for people traveling out of town, whatever the case may be. No promises, but this is going to be a nationwide event. At this point, we have so many people interested, and we want to get to the bottom of who is the champion. And that yeah. is why we named it the champion. I mean, this is this is tournament. huge, right? This is like who the best player is. And anyone could have, you know, like their bad day. Like there's I got some, my money on Anthony Coach. Coach? Why why yeah. though? What, what, so he's coming out of Cleveland and and I don't Paid disagree. by Anthony Croach. Yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. But he oh, Molasani for instance. But that's a different. That's a difference. That's a different. That was two v two. That was one singles tournament. No, he's talking oh, about yeah, the singles tournament a few weeks ago. Who won that? Uh, Sal oh yeah, Sensilla. some guy. Sal beat Pino. Sal, back to back champion. Yeah. Was he part of those teams that you talked about earlier? No, he wasn't. Just no. really good singles player. It's tough because any given day in a singles tournament, I know like and that was members only, so there was a certain few people that weren't <laughs> able to play in that tournament. Interesting. Yeah, you'll have that. On the, in the yeah, this is like no that. members. This is this is kind of like the Olympics, right? You pick your region. Yep. You're representing your region. You're playing for your region, mm -hmm. and you are representing your region without a doubt. So, if you're interested, and we haven't already reached out to you, we know it's tough for us, um, but please reach out to us if you're interested in having your region representative. Like Anthony said, we have Lexington, New York City, so Rome. We haven't talked to Syracuse yet, but we're going. to No, see we that. talked to Syracuse. Oh, it's I've confirmed. Oh, yeah. beautiful. We have Ashtabula, Cleveland, Columbus, Youngstown. Western yeah. PA and Dallas. Uh, we have to talk to a uh, American Bocce Company. And, and them. Florida's interested. Beautiful. So probability-wise, Cleveland's probably highest probability. I would imagine it's uh, going to be played in their area, Northeast Ohio. Any I'm a, I'm a, I'm probability of winning? Cleveland, Rome. Rome's in there. It's top. Yeah. I, I feel like those. I don't know. This is interesting. Uh, this is interesting. Cleveland, Rome, Youngstown. That's what I would name the top three that have the. We should do some side bets. 100%. Fake a, money. Get a bookie. For yeah, this. this won't be real, but we might have a fake bookie for like Monopoly money. Yeah, Monopoly. To money. talk about it yeah, and for like, Monopoly you know, money. we'll see. All right, I have some rapid fire questions for Dennis. Ooh. Ooh. All right, we're getting to that point. Oh boy. Okay. All right, you ready? Oh, this is gonna be How fun. long do I have to answer? Two seconds. Yeah, and like uh, three First thing seconds. that pops in my head? Yeah. That's yeah. probably not good, but okay. <laughs> There's <laughs> maybe like 10 questions. Ready? Okay. LeBron or MJ? MJ. Was. O.J. Simpson, guilty. Yes. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Chris Rock or Will Smith? <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> mm. That's a good question. Pointing or shooting? Shooting brings the crowd. Pointing wins championships. Hey, the girls. Say that again. <laughs> say it shooting again. brings the crowd. Pointing wins championships. Dante, what would you say? Shooting gets the girls. Hey. Chicks dig shooting. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make that shirt. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We're late. <laughs> Sausage <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> or meatballs. <laughs> meatballs. 
Yeah? Yeah. Like 45 degree corners or 90? 45. Really? Wow. Uh, hello. Time out. Talk about this real quick. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's a different dynamic to the game. I don't even need you to answer me the question. Ask me the question. We're gonna. Br- I want to talk about this after. All right. In okay. sync or Backstreet Boys? In sync. Eric or Jimmy Paisano? <laughs> oh. Hashtag free the unit, but Jimmy Paisano. Oh shit. Eric's about to come at you, dog. All right, you said 45 degree angles. So we're the first time I saw 45 degree angles was last year when I came to the JAC. I had no idea that that was something. I I know that that was a thing. Okay. So where did that? Do you know where that came about? Like, is it is that normal or or is the 90 degree angle normal? Uh, I would probably say to most. 75% 75% of bocce players, 90-degree angle is, yeah. or no, no corner. Right. However backwards you want to say it is normal. In my opinion, it adds a different dynamic to the game. Uh, it's easy to shoot the backboard. It's easy to use two-wall. But, hey, you put that corner in play, and you got a ball that – you know, we refer to it as bringing it around the world. You could hit both corners and bring that ball back to places that you probably couldn't place a normal ball. And you, it's it's not that hard to miss that corner too. You think about it too much, and you can miss that corner. Really yeah. Whole around you the know, world there's also a dynamic to shooting too. Like, are you a square shooter? Are you a person that just aims to hit a spot on the ball? Are you somebody that shoots to hit it in a certain manner? Well, when you do, if those corners are in play, and listen. Born and raised on 45-degree angles. Right. Uh, it's done good for me. It's also done bad for me. So, you know, you, you got to keep in mind sometimes, too, when you're shooting that ball, it hits that corner, it hit the other corner, you never know where it's going to come back to. It's the same, same thing with uh, swing boards, dead backboards, you know, live backboards. You hit that ball, it could come back to anywhere you want. If you had one bocce player... To start your team with, who is it? Uh, start. What do you mean by start? I, I just Hold like on, to begin with your team with, not not rolling. Just like who your first pick, like to start your team, who are you going with? Correct, Dennis? Is that yes. Dante right? Lovell. Yes. Oh, that's oh my god, my heart. Hmm. He's gonna be upset with my answer. <laughs> um, just from like, I like to have chemistry, right? Yep. Um, I have found chemistry with uh, Joe Palumbo. Mm. He's a heck of a player. Love yep. Joe. Um, good attitude. You know, he has fun during the tournament, but is always serious and ready to roll. But Pete Melrano also. So I think those are my uh, top two. Like Pete Melrano, I literally just looked up to him like uh, during those practice sessions. Like, yeah, tell me what to do, Pete. <laughs> like, whatever you want. I'll, do, I'll roll, I'll shoot. Uh, but then also Joe, in the year I've known him, just so kind and like go with the flow, but also like knows how to call a game and a good shooter. So those are my two that I respect that. Yeah. Good choices. Anthony, you know more than anyone else. Yeah, you've been around for a while. How old are you? 46? Ah, uh, funny. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, I know you're on this pod, but I would say probably you or Croche. I would pick. I mean, if one of you guys were available, any day I'd take mm-hmm. you two. One, because you've seen a lot in the game. Two, you've been through a lot of different strategies and situations. So you kind of seen it all at that point. 
Um, and it helps that you guys are young, young and you're yeah. younger. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I had to go out outside of the age group and say, okay, pick someone else like way older. I mean, definitely Pete for sure. Mm-hmm. I think he's just someone that I just watch and it's like, you can tell how he coaches off the side and, mm-hmm. and, and, and really calculate. I feel like there's a lot of pressure though. And jo- Joe Plumbo can attest to this to play with Pete Milleranio. Yeah. Cause I, just from like my point of view, cause I'm younger and inexperienced. Like if Pete asked me and this will never happen, if Pete ever asked me to play with him, I would be so nervous <laughs> because I would not want to let that man down. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, obviously I love Chipulo and, you know, I, I know he's played a while, but like when I played with Kroosh and Asabula, he kind of just lets Kroosh or I'm sure if you played, like they kind of just let you guys call the game because you kind of just kind of know it, you know? So that'd be my answer. Chris? Chris? Oh, gosh. I haven't played enough to know everyone, guys. I Don't mean, deflect. I'm <laughs> Big deflection. Right. It's true, though. You really haven't played with. But you could. You, I, know, I mean, you know enough. You've been around right. enough. All right. So I, how many? One or two, you said? One? <laughs> this is our 20th episode. You're, you're starting a team, and you, you, you want to make it to the top. First player? Yeah. yeah. Anthony Capogreco. Guy can shoot those lights out, and he talks shit. I love that shit. Oh, I like that. Wow. Good answer. I'm not counting you or your Croach. I'm trying to go different from these guys. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's, that's a, you don't have to go different. That's a great answer. What is your favorite bocce moment, memory um, that you just will, you know, that you hold close Can't to? Can't be Wycliffe, Molsani Championship, or Chicago Championship that you talked about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is going to sound. A little selfish, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> well, it is your moment. It's okay. 2019 semifinals of Wycliffe. We're playing against Jose. This is to get into the finals, and it's probably the the best I've ever played at one single time. Uh, it was just back and forth between me, Jose, his team, my team. There was a lot of great shots made in the game. And when people needed to step up and I needed our team to step up or I needed to step up, that's that's probably my crowning moment. That's probably the, the best I've ever played. What was the one shot that you never forgot? Roll or roll or shot. Okay, Uh, this is. Let's go back to. I think twenty twenty fifteen maybe we were playing. I think Jose in the winter bracket final, and we had a point ten inches away. I had a ball back. Jose had a ball back. He rolls in. He beats his point. I mean he's an inch away from the Pauline in a tough spot. And I remember Anthony looking at me and saying, hey, come on, kids, step up, make a shot. And I think this maybe was where uh, we we like to refer to it as big boy shot being brought up. He said, hey, maybe it's time to make a shot. Uh, so I shot, I I guess in the Baji world, it's called color exchanging. And I color exchanged his ball out. And then we ultimately went on to win. So I think that's probably. What's color exchanging? Hit stick? 
that's hit stick within an inch. We're just well, replacing that wow. ball. Dude, you got That ball was one color at one point in time and then another color. Crowd go crazy? Yeah. I would go nuts. I wouldn't be able to contain myself. I would just, you know, that video, that the hype video we did with uh, the, the Cleveland Challenge Cup in the end is, is Croach going nuts after the shot. Yeah. That's crazy. That's hype. Oh, that, the, the, the shot that Anthony hit in that game on the back wall when he did that is one of the best shots I've it's ever seen somebody hit in that moment. I mean, you could talk about it. You could be... You could be in league play, or you could be in, you know, the first or second round of a tournament to hit one of those shots. Not the same. He did it at the biggest moment, yeah. and that, honestly, to me, I remember, even without watching the video, the pure joy that just came from our team, and just, I mean, it was, he hit the ball on the back wall. They were touching Pauline, mm. and it was almost something that, if you walk that ball to the end of the court and try to do it with the ball in your hand, you, do it. you couldn't do. Yeah. And I mean, it was. Go it watch was that hype video. Go to the the Bocce Bros YouTube page and shout out to Wycliffe for ma- you know streaming that live. But we took clips and pieces of all that and made a. Is that the cigarette when he when he no, measured a, the cigarette? A, that's, is that a different year? That's a whole. Di- that's a different year. That's it's different better. year, different video. That's also a good video that Wycliffe put together. But that just that that just gets me gets me excited. I'm ready for summer bocce. We got a bunch of I'm ready for tomorrow morning up. for bocce tomorrow morning. Oh, speaking of, what are we? Eight hours. We have a game. I think, right? Yeah. Anything else, guys? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Mike Sapulo and everybody from the Elk House. Thank Honestly, you. wouldn't be. Don't want to sound arrogant, but wouldn't be where I am without those 100%. guys and without Mike and just everything that we've done at the Elk House. It's bigger than bocce, and I wish you guys were around when it was what it was, when it was a recreation center, and when Michael Sapulo kind of took over for that. So wh- how old were you when, when all that went down? So, oh God, I've been going to the Alt House since I was seven, eight years yeah. old, and just everybody up there, Sapulo, Mike Triv, like I said, Sean Sweeney earlier, I just, those guys made me the man that I am and you know I appreciate everything they've done and everything that Mike has done honestly for his brother and in his brother's honor is admirable and honestly something that you you probably couldn't even put into a yeah. movie script support of the little Italy community and just the way they back us and everything that we do at the Alt House I I I can't praise them enough mm. and I just had to make sure I get that shout out out there because it's it's been an incredible feat and an incredible journey together. I and mean, this this will be fifteen years I think I've been going. And you year. and your family, I mean, and Anthony Cugini, I can't I can't thank you and your you know your father and your grandfather enough. The things that you've done and the way you've helped us get water off the, the courts and 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 stuck through us with everything and traveling up two and a half hours to. To, to be all muddy and dirty and getting getting into it like yeah, honestly we can't we can't take you guys I mean enough. The, the beauty of JC is that you know it's a three day tournament but it's about the community it's obviously about you know Chapulo's brother but it's the sponsors it's the shirts it's the food it's the alcohol it's the music I mean it's it's like a festival Tradition. it's a three day festival that is nonstop fun and you guys have now did it last year at the first the year last year, yeah. just one year into it mm-hmm. 
And this mm. is how passionate we are about it. <laughs> I miss my cousin's wedding to come to Jay's. <laughs> <laughs> oh Just to be clear. God. Oh, my goodness. Just to be clear. Oh but, I, I mean, I would do it in a heartbeat. I mean, that's it's family. It's like a, it's a family. Yeah, and I want to thank you guys. You guys are great. Honestly, the things you've done for the sport and the, the, the awareness you've brought to it are things that nobody else could have done. So I wish you guys nothing but the best of luck in the future, and I hope I could be a part of it. And I hope that Sunday mid-afternoon we get to take a little picture. We're doing I can't wait for that picture. It's a pleasure to be an honorary bocce bro. Oh, you heard it there. You heard Uh it there first. I don't. Not many get that honor. Right. Well, thank you guys again for listening. We appreciate it. Like Chris said, check us out, thebocchebros.com, YouTube, The Bocce Bros, all social media is The Bocce Bros. You guys have a great rest of your day. We'll see you on the next episode. Ciao.